What's going on, spooky fans? This is your chillin' host, Ruben. Hey, all you teenage comet zombies out there. I'm Quinn. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. Beer, 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 beer. Uh, every time, but it's okay. Um, anyways, this week we are actually covering one of Quinn's movies. Quinn, you want to tell us a little bit about it? This is one of my all-time favorite movies. Okay. Um... It is the reason I have the weird aesthetic I do today. Okay. And I also kind of want to give a special shout out because this is one of the movies that my dad and I watched together uh-huh. so many times that I didn't have to take notes on this movie. Nice. Because I had seen it so many times. So what is the movie that we're watching? Night of the Comet. Ooh, that's right. Spooky fans, we ended up watching Night of the Comet. Um, for me, I have seen this movie several times again with, with Q. Um, yeah. I wouldn't know. I would, but I, I don't know. I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about with this movie. Because a lot of things that I saw and everything like that. And I remember the first time that I saw it, I got like, super excited about several scenes of everything. And they still were like, oh, okay, yeah. I keep forgetting that person's in this movie. But you want to start us off? Yes. Okay. So picture it. 11 days before Christmas. All right, we're there. Los Angeles, California. Okay. In the 80s. All right, so so what you're telling me is high-pumped hair with sweater volume. vests and, yeah, volume. Sweaters. Super hair. Androgynous clothes. Gotcha. Pop music. Okay. Neon lights. Perfect. So, we're in a movie theater. Okay. And there's this girl, and her name's Regina. She goes by Reg, or Reggie. And she is playing Tempest in the movie theater uh, lobby. She's supposed to be at work. She's wearing the cute little, like, bellhop uniform. And her boss tells her, hey, you better go check those theaters. Don't those weirdos cutting up my seats. And she's like, whatever, I'll go. And we find out that there's a comet passing by the Earth. Yeah. And everyone is having comet parties because they're going to watch the comics. It's coming super close. So I have a question. Would you watch? Would you have uh, watched the comet? Would you have done a no. comet party? No? Really? No. Why? We haven't talked about this? Uh-huh. Okay. My husband is learning something new about me today. Yeah. Any kind of cosmic event scares uh-huh. me. Um, eclipses, solar, really? and lunar. Especially lunar. Oh, Meteor man. showers, I'm kind of okay with. If it's a single meteor that's very large and going to be in the sky, I will not be part of it. Okay. It makes me very uncomfortable, and I don't know why. I don't know. It's I, like a deep-seated, like, subconscious fear. Gotcha. Okay. No, I'm... And actually, it's funny. I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I would love to go outside and, like, kind of see all that, you know? I mean, with protective gear and everything. The, the solar eclipse we had a few years ago freaked me out, and I didn't like watching it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I felt like one of those, like, you know, the birds can sense that a tornado's coming. That's what I felt like something. I was like, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> See, and that's one of the things, too. Like, I would have, I would love to kind of watch that and everything. But, um, oh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, and I don't know. Okay, this is probably, I don't know if this is true or not true. But, like, Haley's comment, is that is that a real thing? Yes. Or, oh, okay, because I was like, I know I've seen it on like a lot of animes and other movies and stuff like that where they talk about it, so I was like, is it just something that's kind of made up? They referenced it in this movie. Right? 
Oh yeah, that it's supposed to be like bigger than Haley's Comet or yeah. closer or something like that. It came That's through right. in 1910, and they said everybody was gonna die. That's right. See, okay, see, like something like Haley's Comet, I would probably be outside. I'd probably be the one outside, being like grilling burgers and being like, "Yeah, let's see this." You know, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna see this comet. You know. Yeah, and we'll get to what would happen if you were out there. Yeah, a barbecue. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. Like, go, so keep going. We see everybody's <laughs> outside and they're partying it up because the comets come in, party down. Reg goes upstairs. And talks to this guy that she's kind of seeing. They're they're kind of friends with benefits, I guess. Uh, in the he's the projectionist, and she goes up there and he's like, "Oh, I've got a deal. I'm you know sending off this guy so he can pirate this film we have, and he's going to bring it back to me in the morning. You should stay with me. I'll give you fifteen dollars. Like I'll give you a cut." Yeah. And she's like, "What kind of girl do you think I am? Fifteen dollars to spend the night with you?" And he's like, "It's not like that. And even if it was, you're worth more than that." Straight men learn to compliment women, please. That is not a compliment. <laughs> I mean, what? I guess, I mean, in the 80s? Super cat calls? I, I guess, yeah, in the Especially 80s. Especially, like, where, okay, wait, they were in, what, L.A.? Yeah, I mean, in the 80s when you could get away with calling your boss hot tits, so. <clears throat> yeah. So, we, Reg is like, okay, I'm staying the night, let me call, and let my sister and my stepmom, who are at home, know, I'm going to be home, coming home tonight. I have a... A school project that I'm working on. I'm going to the observatory with my class. So that's what I'm going to tell them. She calls her sister, who is a fashion icon. Okay. Her sister, Samantha, <laughs> is a fashion fucking icon. I love everything she wears in this movie, and I love everything about her. She's laying on the couch, leg warmers that do the little ankle strappy thing yeah. in the middle of the foot. They're red. She's wearing yellow hot pants, a red like bikini thing. Yellow arm warmers. Her hair is big. I think there's a headband. She's laying there chewing gum on the couch eating popcorn. It's the best thing ever. It's yeah. decadent. It reminded me of Avengers and Babysitting. Yes. You know, the, the way that the babysitter yes. looked. Which, that was an awesome movie, too. Oh, I mean, it's I know it's not movie. a scary movie or anything, but it's actually one of my favorite movies like from my childhood that I can always remember watching with my sisters and my. It's been such a long time since I, I saw it. I want to see it again. Okay. But anyways, add it to our list of movies to watch yeah, outside to of the our, podcast. Yeah, outside of the podcast. Well, <laughs> Sam Samantha gets up and she tells her her stepmom, her stepmom Doris. She tells her, "Oh, hey, there's this thing that Regina has to do. I know about it. I'm telling you now. I forgot to tell you. She's not coming home. And this is when we find out their dad is down." fighting south of the border somewhere pretty much. Mm -hmm. there, he's fighting in a banana republic. Yeah. And Doris is kind of running around on him with the neighbor Chuck. And one of the best lines in this movie, Samantha looks at her and looks at Doris and says, you know, Doris, you were born with an asshole. You don't need Chuck. And it makes, it's the best thing ever. Wait, did she say that? Or you don't need to be one? No, you don't need another you, one. Yeah, you don't need another one. Yeah. yeah. You don't need Chuck. That's still, I mean, that's still one of the great lines that I was like, oh, okay, ha. Like, that was a good one. Like, I ended up always chuckling at that point. And they get into this time. slap fight because they're both, like, rawr, sassy swiping at each other. Did you know, Ruben, mm -hmm. the slap that Doris hits Samantha with was actually a real slap? Really? Yes. The I actress playing Samantha asked her to really slap her because she felt like she wasn't getting the right thing. And the budget was so tight for this movie that they, she wanted to reduce the t amount of takes that it had. Which, wow. thinking of budgeting, the music in this movie, it's like there's a lot of money that went into this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For and the music. Most definitely, yeah. For like the rights and everything like that, I would guess, for the songs. Yeah. 
to have him in in, uh, in the show. There was also some other stuff that I saw, which again you you heard me kind of scream out throughout the movie, because <laughs> yeah, I, there's I have a, a thing with that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yes, as, as you keep going, because you know you know exactly what I was talking. They get about. into a slap fight, right? Doris punches Sam, and it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, it actually has a sound. She cartwheels over the couch. Pure, unadulterated, campy 80s, rolling, <laughs> lands next to the big console television. It's perfect. <laughs> Might be a Scooby-Doo, you know, like whenever they push somebody or anything and you hear that Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what, and, and if you wanted to add side effects, it would be thunk. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, we get to the next day. With... The next, oh no, Doris goes outside because the comet's here. Oh yeah, the comet's here. Okay, and she goes out. And she snuggles up to Chuck, and then oh, the comet's coming. Oh, my eyes are burning. My skin is burning. This is weird. I feel bad. I shouldn't have watched this comet. Everything's flashing. And there's thunderstorms, and then Regina wakes up, totally jealous of her hair. She has this like it's not fair faucet, but it's like waves and curls, and it's still perfect. After. Doing the do and sleeping in a sleeping bag in a, uh, the projection booth of a movie theater. Yeah, her hair is perfect. Yeah, she looks like a she looks like Brooke Shields in this movie. <laughs> That's not who plays her, and I can't remember her name. I screen capped it, but I can't do it because of yeah, because the recording. Yeah, she wakes up and Larry, the guy that she was talking to, is is there, and he's like, "That asshole's fifteen minutes late. I've been waiting at the door for him. I'm gonna go get him on that motorcycle, and I'll come back to you." And I'll give you your 15 bucks. Yeah. And if he calls, tell him we're both pissed. Well, he leaves. And when he goes outside, he's attacked. Who's he attacked by? We don't know. We don't know. We just see him get hit with a wrench. Yeah. Yeah. A wrench in the back of the head. Yeah. And the sound effects they use, it's like... Like, they have this high-pitched thing when he gets hit, like, to emphasize it. Right, that... Yeah, okay. So, uh, something else that I remember seeing before on, like, how people make props and how people make them look like they're super... Super heavy when they're not heavy. So, for example, like, broken glass or anything like that, a lot of it is... It's, like, super thin plastic that's made to look thick. Mm -hmm. So, whenever you break through it, they always have to add in a little bit more of the... Of the noise. Foley artistry. Yeah, exactly. I want to learn how to do it yeah, so I mean, bad. yeah, that'd be so awesome. But I really feel like that was kind of one of it. So it was like one of those super looked heavy uh, foam like wrenches. So they're like, you yeah. know. It, looked, it was like made out of that same material that, um, what are these called? The, um, the, the squishy. The, the stress balls. balls. Yes. Yeah, the same yeah, material because exactly. it looks heavy, but it's not. Exactly. So I always thought that was going. Cool, I always thought, it, that, yeah, that that's sound effect there I was like you could tell maybe it's a little off or anything like that but it, it does always sound weird when he gets hit over the head and like yeah said, it's like a weird that, that thwop just I don't know it doesn't it doesn't sound it, correct it goes but it doesn't go with it yeah that's yeah. not a wrench meeting skull exactly <laughs> I know what that sounds like from personal experience I've watched Dexter <laughs> oh no I'm clumsy I've oh well I mean I know that too <laughs> I thought I broke my nose once so Reg is like well shit Larry's been outside. I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to go play my game and knock off because somebody has taken her off of the high score of Tempest. And his name is DMK. And she's like, who the hell is DMK? She knocks him out. And she decides, I'm going to go outside. It's weird. There's clothes everywhere. Why are there clothes everywhere? The door shuts behind her. So she has to go around to the back. The door's locked. 
And she's like, well, shit, I'm screwed. She looks behind her and she sees, bum, 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 the wrench covered in blood. Right. She's like, oh, gross. What the hell? She sees the keys and realizes the motorcycle's still there. And she's like, oh, shit, something happened to Larry. She runs over to the bike to kind of see if Larry's there. And this guy comes out zombified. Come here. Come here. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. She starts backing away. And she says, dude, you don't want any of this. I've been trained to defend myself. My dad's in the military. I'm going to mess you up. And he comes at her and she takes him out. She kicks the shit out of this dude. Leaves him there. Runs away on the motorcycle. So in this movie, every shot of her doing something dangerous seeming was her doing it. She did all of her own stunts. Except for the motorcycle. I can see that. Shots. Okay. She did say, all I'll, of her own stunts. I, I can see that a lot. There's a lot of like movement that she did that seemed more fluent versus like a... I don't know. I wouldn't say that's not like a double... Uh, a a stunt double kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, where they kind of uh, cut the frames and you can kind of see, like, when that person changed. They do the angles you know? yeah. so that you don't see their face and you can see that it's yeah, exactly. clearly not but, a woman. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, like, with her, it, it, you could kind of tell. Like, she's like, okay, I'm going to actually dive to the right. Yeah. Do she to the left. She tips. Do she tucks. She rolls. Yeah. Dips and dodges. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I, I, I can see that. Okay. She, she drives home and on the way she stops at a stoplight. And here's Christmas music coming out of a car next to her. And only then does she realize there's nobody in the car. So she starts to kind of like, oh, what's going on? This is. So there's a cameo in this movie. Oh, of a non, an inanimate person that appears in this and Pee Wee's Playhouse. And it appears at the very beginning of this movie. Was it? I, I don't know. The sign holding clown. Was the same sign-holding clown that Pee-wee ties his bike to in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's so many fun facts. That's interesting. I also want to say, so there's, this movie to me has two intros. Okay. The first intro is the beginning when we have this voiceover talking about the comet, and we see the news reel and all the people celebrating the comet, and then there's this introduction of Los Angeles coming to life while everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like shots of... These beautiful houses in the hills, but it's all red, dusty from the comet. And there's a sprinkler going on. And it is... I love it so much. It is the best intro to anything ever. It's very much... It reminds me of Vaporwave. Okay. Like when I tried to describe it to you, the music style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the look. It's like this red, but it's neon. And it's... It's Taco Bell, but I see blue. It's my favorite thing (laughs) ever. It's my aesthetic, and I'm in love with it. (laughs) Reg gets home. And she's like, oh, there's dust outside. There's dust inside. Where's my sister? She goes upstairs and her and Sam scare the shit out of each other. Yep. And Sam tells her, well, I spent the night in the shed last night because Doris bought me and I think she knocked my tooth loose. And dad's going to be pissed off because remember, we that doesn't cover cosmetics. And the, uh, the dental plan doesn't cover cosmetic, cosmetic damages. Damage. And she's dressed in this little cheerleader outfit, pink and blue, the best combination of colors, the what she wears. And she says, well, I decided since I slept in the soul shed, I'm just going to go and go to pet squad and then I'm going to leave. I left a note and everything. I'm running away. And Reg is like, Sam, get your shit together. Do you not see what's happening right now? Like, do you not see there's nobody's here? What are you talking about? And she goes outside. She says, see this shoe with dust in it? 
this is Doris. And here's Chuck. And she tells her, it's Saturday morning, Sam. Where are the goddamn kids? And I was like, her and Sam's reaction is to just <laughs> just close, close the, doors. the door, like step back into the house and close the doors. That was the most. <laughs> I, I could not stop laughing at that part because I know it's just, that's just something that like me or you would do. Oh my exact reaction! Just, like you're like the world's ending. Da 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 da. Lock them up. <laughs> yeah. If you went outside right now and told me <laughs> no, no, the I'm neighbors sorry. are dust. I would just. I'm sorry, and also not lock them up. It's a uh, and roll, roll them up, up. roll them up, <laughs> click. <laughs> But yeah, so finally after that, um, Reggie convinces Sam to, hey, okay, you know what, uh, let's, you know, let's go exploring, let's go figure this out, and they hear the radio again going on in the in the living room, or no, no, in the kitchen, and they're like, oh, you know, hey, it's a live person at the radio station, so let's go ahead and, and head up there and try to see what we can find. So they end up getting to the radio station, and from there, they actually see that everything is kind of set on automatic that the guy left the the radio the dj host left the station to go outside to go see the comments that we find out because he actually said it earlier and set up the whole thing to just be auto, auto record he's a man and, stuck in the box yeah and Hear it's it. funny that he says that too on the radio he's like hey i'm the man that's here in your box and everything and you're like oh okay that was just that but it was being legit i also want to talk about how i would live in this studio if i had my choice our house would look exactly like Just this like radio that studio. studio. I think all I'd be the, okay with it. All of the corners are neon lights. Okay. The floor is checkerboard. It has this giant, ridiculously big, S-shaped leather couch. Yeah. There's like a band on the wall made of neon. It's the best. Yeah. Well, is there, they're hanging out. They're trying to figure out, well, what's, what's going on? There's yeah. nobody here. We see there's somebody in the shadows. Yep. Who could it be, Ruben? I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. And it was actually one of my favorite characters. And I told you about him. Then you're like, wait, that's not him. Could it be from Star Trek Deep Space Nine? Chakotay. It's Chakotay. I love, yeah. That's where I know him from the most. Yes. Is that is, is from Star Trek. And I was like, oh my god, it's Robert Chakotay. Beltran, right? I think so. I think that's his name. Yeah. But he's been in a bunch of other shows and everything. But yeah, that's where I usually remember him the most from. And this is also um, a cameo for this podcast. Because that's just Ruben. <laughs> that if you want if you don't know what Ruben looks like, just watch this movie. And Hector is Ruben. Ruben is Hector. They're the same. Like they look so much alike. Um, and he comes out and he tells Sam, "Get into the light. I need to see what you look like and make sure you're not a crazy zombie freak." Yeah. And she comes out, and of course, being a teenager, she's she makes this face and she looks at it. She opens her eyes real wide and shakes her head like, "Are you happy now?" Yeah, you get a lot of chicks this way. Yeah, you meet a lot of chicks this way. And he's like, "Okay, good. I just wanted to double check, make sure you're good." I was with this girl in the tr- cab of my truck last night, and she saw these zombies eating a real live cat, and she freaked out right away. And then I saw them eating her. So I just need to cover my ass to make sure you're not going to eat my ass. Yeah, and. They kind of, kind of, they kind of settle into the radio station to just kind of. Oh, oh my gosh! Wait, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is one of the places that I ended up screaming at the movie on. I was like, continuity. Oh yes, continuity. Okay, folks, spooky fans, if you're watching the movie right now, take a look at this. You may have to rewind or anything else, but at this scene where he has the gun pointed at Samantha and he goes through everything and they start talking, there's one scene where he starts taking his gloves off 
you know, to kind of go. And it cuts back to Regina and Samantha, and they say their lines, and it goes back, and he has his gloves back on again, and he's taking them off for the second time, and you're like, yep. continuity, fix it, oh my god. There's also something in this movie, Hector loves a glove. He loves gloves. <laughs> he wears them the entire movie, did you notice that? No. He literally always has gloves on. I don't remember seeing any, oh... No, yeah, I don't remember seeing yeah. other gloves other than at the beginning. No, he puts them on every time he gets in a car. He puts on gloves. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Which we'll see later on. They... So, well, they tell Regina um, that... That probably is what happened know, Everybody is probably dead. Everyone's this. And Regina's like, I know that. You know, Sam thinks that people are still going to be coming or anything. But... You know, we we should just stay here and and see if anybody hears on the the radio store. The radio, um, yeah, blah blah blah. Sorry, everybody. Regina says that we should just stay here at the radio station to see if anything happens. And when that occurs, Sam actually is playing around with the consoles and turns off the auto the auto DJ and gets a phone call to the station. Yeah, she makes this announcement. Yeah. Uh, oh, the announcement. okay. So here's the thing: in this section of the movie, um. Reg and Hector go and like they're kind of talking. It's kind of a not a world building, but it's they're getting to know each other and kind of talking about things that are happening. And Sam's messing with the booth and she's looking through records to play. Yeah. And she when she clicks on, she says, Hey, all you teenage mutant comet zombies. That was the original name for the movie. That was the working title. Really? Yeah, that's why I, I said it at the beginning of this movie. Okay, that was cool. And she throws a record over her shoulder. That record was the Valley Girl soundtrack. Which was one of the hardest albums to get in the eighties. Really? Yes. Wow. So it was kind of like this nod yeah. to both the original working title of the film and the character of, of Sam is more of a valley girl than right. anything else. Than anything else. And she makes this call and where she she puts little things and she's like, Oh hey, call this number, five 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 four two five seven or five 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 hits. Ha <laughs> ha like she tries to be a DJ. Yeah. And we see that there's this facility listening in on their conversation. And there's the one of the characters that works in the in the facility. I don't know who she is as an actress, but every time I see her I just think of Carly Simon because she has the hair. Oh, and she looks oh, yeah. she looks a lot like Carly Simon to me, so I've just called her that every just, time I've watched this movie. Okay. Carly okay. Simon. Yeah. And Carly Simon is one of the scientists, and they're talking about how, oh, they have survivors. And they've been exposed to something to do with the comet, but they're underground, but they don't know exactly what's going to happen to them. They're kind of figuring things out as to what's going to happen to them and where the zombies are coming from. Right. Well, they go to sleep, and Sam has nightmares. These nightmares were my nightmares as a child. Really? After I watched this movie for the first time, oh, really? I had nightmares about this this section. See, and then also, I think it's more scary because you end up. She ends up having like a dream within a dream nightmare, and that thing is that's freaky. Those are terrifying. Like those are just completely just. She oh. has a dream that she's driving, drinking a beer. Don't do it, kids. And she passes by two police officers who pull her over, and they're zombies. So she screams and she wakes up, and she goes to the bathroom to just cool herself off and change clothes. And as she's getting herself a towel wet. A cop comes up behind her and stabs her in the throat. And she yeah. screams and she wakes up and she's actually in the real world. So it wakes up Regina and it wakes up Hector. And Regina comforts her and tells her, hey, you're, you're good. We're safe. There's nobody here. Yeah, we're okay. Go back to bed. 
And she goes and talks to Hector, and Hector tells her, well, I have to go to San Diego tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've got to go check on my mom. i got to check on my family. I'll see y'all tomorrow. I have to see if they're alive, especially if somebody called the station and said, you know, they're survivors. You know, yeah. maybe other people survived. So he says, I'm going to go Which is tomorrow. understandable. Yeah, You know, I, I think I would probably branch out after a little bit, you know, maybe stay there a couple days, get all my resources together, apocalypse style, you know, weapons, food, whatever I can, and then... Yeah, probably start heading out to see if I can find anybody else. Yeah, find survivors. Yeah. Repopulate the earth. Yeah. He, he, he tells her whatever, so they go to sleep. And the next morning, uh, this line was actually improvised. One of the funniest lines to me in the entire movie. Okay. They go outside and they've got these automatic weapons. And they're, practice, they're, they're shooting practice just yeah. to see if they can defend themselves. And Sam shoots and her gun keeps locking up. And she goes, ugh, you can never trust these things. Daddy wouldn't have got would have gotten this Uzis, <laughs> and she improvised that line because they just they told them since the budget is so constrained, yeah, just say what you want and we'll put it in, yeah. And she said that made it in. It's one of my favorite lines in the movie. I do like that line. That actually is one of my favorite. Ugh, too, Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. Yeah, Daddy would have gotten us Uzis, and just because the the what was that? I I don't know what kind of gun that was. The kind that shoots very fast. No, it, I mean it's a. No, it's not automatic. I don't remember. I'll come back to that. I'll find it. I swear. They called it a something. But, I don't remember what they called it. I didn't write yeah. it down. But it is one that it more commonly jams. Yeah. Yeah. They go upstairs and they're talking. They're on the roof. And Sam says, so, did you make it with Hector last night? And Regina's like, bro, what? No, I didn't make it with Hector last night. Well, I figured you would because every guy I've ever liked you've scooped up. And they kind of stare at each other, and you're like, they're going to have actually have a fight over a boy right now? Like, that's going to be a thing that's going to happen? And they both just start laughing. Because <laughs> just sisters, I guess. Yeah. Continuity again. Oh, the soda can. <laughs> yes. Did you catch that? Yes. Okay. Spooky fans, here's another, here's another little uh, pin on this one. If you're watching it in this scene, when she first starts talking to Sam, or uh, Regina, when Sam starts talking to Regina, you see... The Coke that she's drinking, and it does say Diet Pepsi, and it's facing toward the camera. And then when it goes to a close-up of their face and goes back, the can's turned around so you only see the back label. I was... Hey, they can only afford to advertise at once. (laughs) Probably. You know know that now that you say that, that's probably was. And also, they were using a Mach 10. A Mach 10. Yes. Because the other uh, guns that they had were Smith & Wesson's. Oh! 19s. Little uh, handguns. See? We can research while we record. We're fancy like that. I remember stuff, too. Hector now is... He's in San Diego, which I think is like an hour and a half drive, two-hour drive. I think so. Yeah, because he ends up getting there from the morning, and it's still daylight outside. He goes to his mom's house, and he hears music playing, so he, he runs inside thinking she's in there, and there's nobody there. Yeah. And as he starts gathering things up, he hears a noise at the front door. It's just a growling. He's like, hey, I got a gun. You better get out of here. He opens the door, and it's this fucking kid who was the star of my nightmares for a (laughs) solid week after I watched this movie for the first time. Because he looked like kids I grew up with. Yeah. And it just freaked me out that I was going to open my door one day, and one of my neighbors was going to be breathing heavily with a rotten face and attack me, you know? Yeah. Very scary things. See, and it's stuff like that. Like, if we ever do have zombies, hopefully never... But if there is ever, like, a zombie apocalypse and stuff like that, again, I still want Walking Dead zombies 
not Resident Please be Evil slow. or like Night of the Common Zombies because they were like no they were fast yeah I want them they, slow zombies they still sound like they were uh, knowledgeable of what they what they were doing or how to do things you know I want to be able to close the door and the zombie like just keep running into the wall for a little exactly. bit exactly I want the kind time. of zombies where if I fart a little bit too much they think I'm one of them and I'm safe you yeah. know <laughs> I want a really dumb zombie that's like you smell bad you're a zombie too <laughs> perfect that that's what I need see and then we just need it to be uh, like. Uh, what was it? Warm hearts? Warm bodies. Warm bodies. I keep saying warm hearts. I know. And you told me that before. But yeah. And have it end just like warm bodies where they end up coming back to life. Like yeah. To the power start. of love. Was it the power of love? The zombies were the friends we made along well, the way. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Reg and Sam, we, we're, we're, we hop back to, yeah, sorry, to LA. And they are just kind of sad. Because Sam is realizing she really had a crush on this boy and he's, you know, dust now. And her friend is dust now. And Reg says, hey, do you have your credit card on you? No. Sam says, no, why would I? I Well, you don't need it. The stores are open. I would do this. This is... I'm not going to lie. I would probably do this during an apocalypse to be like, I don't even care if I can't look like super nice or I have nowhere to go because I'm surviving everything. But no, I'm going to go get some me some uh, a new ring, some new necklaces or something. New everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to get those nice clothes. This is my favorite piece of cinema ever really? made. This section of the movie is my favorite. <laughs> if I had a museum, like you know how they have the... The government has the catalog of significant films. Yeah. Just this, like, five-minute frame of this movie, just on loop. Just on loop? Just over and over again? So, they go to the mall. It's 80s. There's hats. There's gloves. There's shoes. Girls just want to have fun as playing. Yep. There's a trying stuff on montage. It also didn't sound like Cindy Lauper. It didn't really. No, it didn't, right? I think it was just a cover. It was maybe. probably just somebody in the back just yeah, singing yeah, right behind yeah. the camera. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, if the budget was like that. Yeah, low budget. Yeah. They try on all these 80s outfits, and they are putting their guns down, and they're like, just, it, girls do just want to have fun, Ruben. Exactly. They just want to have fun, and that's what they do. They have fun in the store. And then we see shadowy people that are Ooh. watching them on the cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, this... This is, I would say, my 15th time watching this movie. Dang, really? And I just realized what those people are. I've always just called them the mall goths. Because mm-hmm. I thought they were just like the goth kids that hung out at the mall. Because no. they dress like the goth kids from fucking South Park. Um, they're the stock boys. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they say that. Yeah, they say that in the whole spiel. You know, hey, we were... Had, we were uh... Uh, like peons and stuff like that here at the mall like we worked here and stuff like that but now we we own the mall we're high and mighty never caught it i have watched this movie so many times i guess you got distracted from all the girls having fun yeah the girls were having so much fun fun. because that's what they want to do yeah (laughs) (laughs) while they're having this montage we also are getting kind of we're seeing that the facility has found some survivors okay a I'd say 13-year-old boy and, like, a 10-year-old girl, Brian and Susan, mm-hmm. and has brought them because they're healthy. Maybe we can use their blood to create a serum to keep us from deteriorating because we've left the... we Somebody left the ventilation system open after the comet, and now we are all slowly deteriorating. Mm-hmm. Um, Carly Simon has... I think her name is Audrey White, has been writing notes, but she keeps having to cross things out. She keeps misspelling things. And her memory's lost, and she's uh, their decay is accelerating. 
and they're all very desperate to get healed from falling apart due to comet residue, comet dust. Yeah. The stock boys back at the mall cut the music off, and they come out, and this they grab the guns. They're trying to grab the guns. They manage to grab Sam's gun and leave her in the shoe department defenseless while Regina gets her gun. And they have this epic shootout across the store with each other until Regina traps one of the guys and is like, I got your dude. Let my sister go. And he says, I can't let you have one of my men. And she's like, yeah, I know. Let my sister go and I'll let you have him. No, you don't understand. I can't let you have him. And he straight shoots him in the heart. Yep. Kills him. They capture both Ridge and Sam and bring them to the basement to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't pay for their purchases. Yeah. So he's kind of doing (laughs) Russian roulette and he's got a gun pointed at at Sam's head and he keeps pulling it. And he's like, nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. And he has this weird, like, cheery announcer voice the entire time. Yeah. And it weirds me out. It makes His face very reminded me of, like, some of the characters from We Happy Few. Yes. You know, because you could see it deteriorating and him getting paler. And then he had that high voice. Yes. And I was like, yeah. And at like, the end. Of, like a wannabe Joker. Right before he, like, loads up to make sure he kills her in the next shot. He takes his glasses, his sunglasses down, which is a common theme when you're infected. I guess your eyes get very sensitive. Yeah. And he's more mutated than he looked at the beginning of this scene. Mm -hmm. As he's just, he's deteriorating very fast. Yeah. Well, as he's pulling the trigger, the people from the research station show up. Rescue is here. And which is really funny because also Regina was like, hey, we have people that are coming to get us. Yes. You know, and she, I mean, she was trying to bluff her way out of it, but it was just really funny because... She keeps telling him, and the guy's like, no, you're not. Whatever. Like, we've, we've been watching you. Yeah. You're a bunch of liars. La, la, la. Let's, let's do this with the guy. The, the team from the research station rescues them, brings them outside, and the doctors are like, well, it's a shame that, you know, all of humanity is left, and we have... These two. These two. The valley girl and her sister. Yeah. And they say, well, essentially, we're just going to kill Sam. And we'll keep Regina because she's healthy and she's kind of smart. Yeah. But, you know, home, she's dumb. Yeah. Well, the reason that they didn't keep Sam also is because she started already scratching. And she said that she got a rash. And that's one of the side effects, I guess, from the dust. But the thing is, she got a rash from her cheerleader outfit because it's like one of those super wool poly blend things that, you know, just she just had a bad reaction to. So she wasn't sick. She just she had just, a rat. She had she, hives. Yeah, pretty much. And so they were like, oh, well, she's going to... We're going to kill her anyways because she's already deteriorating. There's no reason to test her. She's already pretty much, you know, a lost cause. So yeah. they tell her, okay, you know, hey, first, we only have enough room to uh, to take Regina back and save and leave um, Samantha here and, you know... We'll wait we'll, for Hector. We'll wait for Hector. We'll stay with her, you know? You guys go. So they take Regina back to the facility, and they're taking there with Sam. And the doctor, I guess, what what did you call her? Uh, I mean, uh, Audrey. Audrey. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's telling Sam, you know, oh, yeah, here, I can give you some medicine. It'll be, uh, it'll be good for you and everything. And When you wake up, Hector will be here, and we'll be ready yeah, to go we'll to see your to sister. Go and everything like that. What did she give her? Was it just, like, water? No, she was going to kill her, but she gave her, like, a, I guess a lighter dose to put her to sleep to make her... Look like she was dead. Yeah. And then she kills the scientist that stayed with her. Oh, that's right. Because she 
she was feeling remorse because she didn't want to bring any other people yeah, there. Yeah, she, she didn't want because she's, like, she's like, we're Why is, dying. What's the what's point? What's the point of this? You know, we can't. We're not going to find the serum right now. We're not going to do any of this. That's right. Because I remember, I forgot about that. She moves Sam to the radio station because she knows well Hector's going to meet us there. Mm-hmm. And Hector gets there, and she's kind of drugged herself up, and she's also deteriorating. And she's like a wine mom. She's just like laying on the couch. He's when yeah. he comes in, and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Oh, I wrote notes, but they're probably misspelled. I'm struggling. And she tells him, she kind of tells him everything that's happening yeah. at the facility. Everything that you can remember. And then she dies. So Hector's left with like, oh shit, well, Sam's probably dead. Regina's gone. And Regina's at the facility. They're quizzing her. Have you had hepatitis? Have you had this? Are you sick? Have you ever been pregnant? I thought I was. That was the scariest three weeks of my life. And they're like, we don't need to know that. Just tell us yes or no. Yeah, and she's just like being a teenager about it. Yeah. And she starts to kind of realize, oh, maybe this facility's not chill like I thought it was. They're not here to help me. And we see a couple of doctors have two men that they're saying, we need to bring 300 cc's of blood from them every day. And the lady's like... Oh, we can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. I zoned out because it was nerd talk. Uh, she essentially says if we bring well, that much says, blood, they'll die. Yeah, she says if we bring that much blood, they're just gonna, they're, there's not going to be enough for them, for their body to keep processing more or anything like that. And they're like, well, they're brain dead anyway, so. So, it's just fine. Go we ahead. just need their blood. It replenishes. So, these two doctors come out and they have the kids now. And they're like, oh, we're going to get you prepped up. We're going to put you under because you're going to see Santa Claus. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And everybody watching knows, oh, no, they're going to harvest these poor children. And I'm trying to remember where the timeline goes after this because it gets well, a little muddy. After this, no. So it kind of goes back to outside and we see uh, Jacote <laughs> Hector. Hector. He kind of comes up now and he's got like a Texan accent. He's got a, well, a southern accent. He's dressed like a cowboy. He's dressed like a cowboy. With his gloves. See, I didn't see the gloves. I didn't see any of that. And he's talking to the guard, you know, trying to just distract him and everything like that. And he's like, yeah, I ran to the scientist up uh, up there by the radio station. She told me to come out over here and talk to y'all about this because there was this girl that she was supposed to transport. Uh, I, I got her in the trunk, but, I, you know, she, she just told me to bring her here and for me to be here. So it's kind of why I'm here. And the guard's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And the guard goes to the car. And was like, okay, let's let's see the trunk. So he opens it up, and the guard gets closer to Samantha mm-hmm. to kind of see, like, okay, you know, this is legit. And he's like, yeah, you know, just I'm not sure. She, she did something to her to like knock her out, but hey, guess what though? She didn't kill her. And all of a sudden, Samantha like kind of stops up and punches the guard, and then they shut yeah. shut his head in the truck. Uh huh. And they pretty much knock him out. And so from there, you see Hector going into the like sneaking into the facility. Uh, well, both Hector and Samantha sneaking into the facility. Samantha breaks off to go find Regina, and uh, Hector starts Jerry, um, messing with the cars, rigging dynamite to the yeah. bottom of the cars. Uh huh. So this scene, when we see uh, Sam going down the elevator. That is actually the actress that played Regina, and it was a reshot because it was done after the film had already cat like finished principal shooting, and they just had her do it since the other actress couldn't make it. Really? Yes, and also the director was highly praised for that shot. Wow! Like they said that was one of the best shots in the movie. Wow! Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. So Sam gets down to the bottom, and she turns off the generators. 
which causes everybody inside to freak out. They're like, what the fuck is happening? There's no power. We have these children. And Regina gets checked on by one of the doctors. And he's like, you being violent and throwing things isn't going to help anything. And she waits for him to come over and pick up what she's thrown. And she knocks him out with a keyboard. Very smart. I mean, Very smart. making a distraction and making your opening. She knew something was going on. Yeah. Good for her. So she gets captured by another scientist. And they're like, we're going to go. We're going to leave. We got to go topside. And they walk into the room with the kids where they were supposed to be. Are the the no yeah no she walks in uh, yeah Regina she breaks walks, away from them yeah. she gets away and she walks into the room and sees these two doctors trying to gas the kids and Sam shows up almost gets shot yeah and they rig the two doctors up the okay this is this is a cool one because as you know you shouldn't take your eyes off of your off of your opponent I guess or like the enemy and whatever yeah. but Regina did this so cool like she she almost shot Sam and she's still looking at Sam and as soon as the uh the other scientist people like kind of try to take a step toward her she just already knows and she just has the gun like over her and shoulder says, no. and she was like don't even try it like just no. like cold hearted yeah no no uh-huh it's great. Great. yeah I love that scene too because I was like yeah look at you so good for you the kids get rescued and the other doctors come to look for the doctors that are working on the kids and find them strapped to the bed with gas masks on and a sign that says gone to see Santa <laughs> on the sign. I thought it was great because that's what they were telling the kids, you know. So it's a send up of we were going to fuck with these kids and now we're getting messed up. They all escape and we realize that the lead doctor that we've been seeing is deteriorating worse than everybody else. His teeth, his skin, everything's changing. And they get up top and they all pile into the car. <laughs> Hector's like, who the fuck are these kids? Oh, this is Brian and Susan, Auntie Reg, <laughs> Auntie Sam, Uncle Hector. Get in the car. Yeah. We gotta go. Give me my bunny. Because Reg has somehow taken Sarah's bunny that she's been playing with. Yeah. They drive a distance away, and Hector stops on the brakes, and you're like, what the hell? Why are you doing yeah. this? Oh, we're gonna see something fun. Let me Kids, show close you. your eyes. Kids, close your eyes for Uncle Hector right now, please. And they, co- they <laughs> co- cover their eyes, and the people are all piled into the vehicle. And one of them goes, do you smell gasoline? And the lead scientist who's changing turns the key and blows them all up. Mm -hmm. So they escape from the facility. And it's like the next day or a couple days later, they're in downtown L.A. And this is a fashion no-no because Regina looks like fucking Michelle Duggar in this outfit. (laughs) Why? You look like one of the Duggars. She was taking a family picture. Yes. So they take like Christmas pictures. They get Brian a football and everybody's nice, and then they're waiting to cross the street because you don't cross on a sign that says "Don't walk." Yeah, you don't cross against the light. That's and Auntie Sam's across the street. She goes, "There's no one here. We're in a freaking ghost town." And she starts spinning around, and a car almost hits her. Yep. And she's like, "Oh, hi, I'm Samantha. Who are you? Oh, I'm Danny Mason Keener." And she's like, "Okay." She okay. gets in the car. Yeah. And she goes, Reg, I'm hanging out with him. It's Danny Mason Keener. Yeah. And as the car drives away, the license plate says, says DMK. Yep. That's who knocked her off the leaderboard. Yeah. The leaderboard on the game that she was playing yeah, up at, the, at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. So he drives away. They drive off into the sunset. And that leaves us with the little family we have now. Hector, mm-hmm. Regina, Brian, and Susan just standing in the middle of the street downtown. Yeah. Playing football and, and taking pictures and stuff like that. So I have a few fun facts okay. that didn't come up during the conversation. Alrighty. So in the beginning, when 
Sand, when Reg leaves the movie theater, there's a poster hanging on the wall. Do you know what it said? Red sand. Red dust. Red dust, yeah. It was something, yeah. Two people, and it said, like, something red dust. Yeah. yeah I saw that one, too. Uh, Gable. Clark Gable and somebody else. Yeah. But red dust, because everybody else turned to, to red, red dust. dust. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a smog of red dust on, on the land before it settled. Yeah. Yep. I saw that one. I was... Yeah. Because I, I, okay, this was the first time that I did see that. Because before, I never noticed that. And then I saw it when I, now that we're actually looking for things now to see what could be, what, what could be connected. So yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything yet because I want to see if he notices or if he knows. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought I had more than that, but I think that was actually the only one I had. Yeah, left, but I was going to say the other ones that I talked about were the ones that were actually in the movie, like I said, the Pepsi bottle and the, the gloves. Yeah. You see something and you just can't cannot see it anymore <laughs> so um i'm going to straight up my rating system my mm-hmm. rating for this one is yeah. a five five, five chocolate nice. cake answers this movie to me is perfect i love everything about this movie very nice i'm actually only gonna give it a three okay like i do enjoy it it is a nice it's a nice movie it to me it's a good like b horror style movie you know it's it's nice it's campy it's funny and stuff like that i just kind of wish there was there would have been a little bit more zombie action yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there could have been more zombie action. Yeah. Because it's not, it, it, for some reason, it's not really, it, I think it's marketed as a horror movie, yeah. but it's not really that much of a horror movie. Well, I mean, I think it was a good horror movie back in the day. For sure. You know? Like, I would I would put it up there with some of the other horror movies. Maybe not like, you know, Friday the 13th or anything else, but. It's up there. But it's up there. You know? Because it's really well known. It does have a lot of cult following with it. Yeah. I can see this you movie know? totally having a, a cult. Yeah. Like, we can just. She just like broadcast it over the projector and just everybody watch it. So there is a place um, by us called the Game Preserve mm-hmm. that is a it's a big arcade. It's got a lot of old school classic games, and I may or may not have put Reg as one of the your people uh-huh. on the boards as the top scrolled more than one game. We're gonna have to go back there and just see if you're still on there then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just need to tell anybody. So if you live in this area, you know what Game Preserve is, and there's anything that says Reg, I did it. <laughs> nice. Well, cool. Because I am a stan for this you're movie. St- <laughs> I freaking love this movie. Like I said, it's not a bad movie. Definitely is not. And if you haven't seen it yet, any spooky fans, definitely go out and watch it. What did we watch it on, Q? I don't remember. I don't think it was a thing. Was it on... I think it was on demand. It was on demand. I think it was just yeah. on Comcast On Demand. It didn't yeah, have anything. It, it wasn't like on Hulu or Netflix or yeah. anything like that. But yeah, it is on demand. You guys double, definitely double check it out. Let us know what you think. What's your favorite spots on it? You know, Tell us uh, what you kind of saw. And um, Ruben's pick is next week, but I already have my next movie picked yes. out. Um, and I'm actually sticking with the same hint that I gave last week. Oh, okay. Oh, you, okay. See, this was the... And that hint. I totally forgot that you're, you told us about that hint. This was actually one of the movies that I thought you were going to pick. Yeah, too. and you knew the other one. Yeah, and I knew the other one. And so that's the one like, I pick, I was going to pick, but oh. I didn't feel like finding the DVD, so we just watched what was on demand. Oh, okay. Sorry for disappointing anybody who thought it was going to be that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my two picks were the that first movie and then this one, Night of the Comet. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. But Spooky fans, don't forget to check us out here on uh check us out on Facebook again. Tell your friends about us. Twitter we're on Oh yeah, that's right. We have our Twitter account now too. So make sure to send us a tweet of some of the movies that you guys want us to cover. What like, you guys subscribe, think. rate us. Yeah. Give share us a good us with rating. Tell us what you think about us. Or seven. Um and don't forget to tell your friends. We are on Anchor. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Google. Podcasts. We're on a bunch of stuff. So yeah. check us out. Let us know. And yeah, I think that's everything. Do you have any other news? No, I think that's it. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening and stay, stay spooky. spooky.